Coming up on HIGMT, Tesla batteries might be better than expected with super long life duration and super low degradation. Tesla has their first structure up at Gigafactory Texas, and Tesla killed it in Q3 of 2020 according to their most recent earnings call. Welcome to How I Got My Tesla, the podcast of indeterminate length for Saturday, October 24th, 2020, episode 13 in Ottawa, Ontario. I'm Matt Wilson. Let's start off with a few Tesla things you should know. So you can forget about batteries attempting to surpass 1 million miles as an important milestone. According to electric.co and Jeff Don and his lab, they suggest that the new 4680 cells can be cycled over 15,000 times or an equivalent of 2 million miles. Additionally, Jeff indicated that batteries using current technology show very little degradation when are discharged down to 25 to 50% of their capacity, which is typical for most EV drivers. So check out the article from electric.co for more information and Jeff's presentation. They often say it's the small details that make our lives just a little bit better by removing irritants that would normally have no control over, such as the case with the previous center console for the Model 3. With the recent release of the updated Model 3, we now have a better look at not only how the new center console looks, but how it operates. Tesla.com has a story and videos showing the look and the operation of the storage cubby in a newly refreshed Model 3. So you should check out the video where the storage cover now slides under the center console rather than flipping up in the previous iteration. Once open, the cover is locked in place until you nudge it just a little bit further forward and then the cover slides back into its originally closed position. It's oddly relaxing to watch, so well done Tesla. Some Model Y owners are getting a bit of a surprise from Tesla, and it may not be a positive surprise, according to InsideEVs.com. In early October, my Tesla newsfeed was awash with stories about a glass roof coming away from a Model Y shortly after delivery. As soon as Tesla was made aware of the problem, Tesla has since reached out to a number of Model Y owners requesting that they bring their vehicle in for an inspection. The owners being contacted appeared to be from a set range based off of vehicle identification numbers, and some owners are frustrated with the results of the inspection where Tesla has found glass adhesion issues and requests that the owners leave the vehicle at the service center. This obviously irritates Tesla drivers who no longer have access to the vehicle, so hopefully Tesla will do what's right by the owners and provide supplemental transportation and arrange that the fix is done rather quickly. We are getting some really cool photos from Gigafactory Shanghai in the new Model Y production line, thanks again to electric.co. The Model Y production line is a key part to Tesla's future success in China. The article gives us a glimpse into and outside of the Gigafactory, including the sea of robots to be used in production and the huge gigapresses expected to be used for the front and rear assemblies. Also seen is the new paint shop set up for the Model Y. The paint shop here is the same paint shop that is going to be used in the Model 3 production line in Shanghai, so there's nothing really new to report back in terms of paint quality, but that won't be the case with Gigafactory Berlin, where an entirely new paint shop technology will be introduced. Current expected production from Gigafactory Shanghai is around 250,000 Model 3s and an additional 250,000 vehicles when the Model Y starts production in early 2021. Although not a new invention, it appears that Tesla might be looking to include some sort of steer-by-wire for their upcoming Cybertruck. Thanks to Electric.co, it appears that Tesla is looking to fill a position in Texas for a mechanical design engineer with an emphasis on steer-by-wire and brake motor integration. 
the steer by wire that is being proposed does not necessarily do away with the direct link from the driver to the wheels and that would require some sort of regulatory approval which probably won't happen anytime soon but actually augments the existing steering linkages with a more efficient method to control the steering system while under autopilot. As part of Tesla's Q3 2020 financial results, they mentioned that there are some expected changes and improvements to the Tesla Cybertruck. Elon mentioned during the investor's call that the Cybertruck will be better than what was shown last fall and that he's continuing the refinement of the current concept of the Cybertruck to the full-on production unit. He also mentioned that first initial deliveries were still on track for the end of 2021 out at Gigafactory Texas with full-on production in early 2022. With recent drone flights over Gigafactory Texas, it would appear that Tesla might be utilizing different construction methods to construct this facility than those methods used at Gigafactory Berlin. The first structure is now in place in Texas, and rather than using the prefabricated concrete system used in Berlin, Tesla might be using a similar construction method first used at Gigafactory Shanghai with a traditional steel superstructure. Now keep in mind that the first structure constitutes a very small portion of the Megapad area, and Tesla could switch to uh, utilizing different construction methods in the future. And while we're at Gigafactory Texas, we might as well take a look at Jeff Roberts' YouTube channel for his daily drone footage. There's been an additional 49 poor concrete footings added to the site for Building 2 to the already present 19 from about a month ago for Building 3. The lower area in Building 3 is now occupied with large areas of very dense rebar installations, which is very similar to what has been seen in Gigafactory Berlin, and this is probably for stamping presses. There's still more GeoPier work continuing for Building 1 in the Megapad area, and the site immediately to the east is still being worked on with more grading and compaction. Now, I very much doubt that Tesla will have all three buildings completed in time for interior fit-up by the end of the year. Based on my experience in construction, there's just, ugh, there's just not enough equipment or materials on site to justify that type of timeline. Now, I'd love to be wrong about this. Uh, I'd like to see how Tesla is going to be able to complete all three buildings uh, from uh, from an exterior perspective uh, by the end of the year. But honestly, um, I just don't see it. They don't even have uh, any of the required underground infrastructure even started yet uh, to support all three buildings. So, I don't know. It's uh, that, that, that proposed schedule doesn't seem... Uh, I don't know, it doesn't seem achievable from uh, from uh, what I'm seeing on site and from based off of my experience on uh, on construction sites. So, I don't know, like I said, I'd, I'd love to be wrong on this one, but I'm not exactly sure how they're going to be able to uh, meet that type of deadline. But we'll, uh, we'll see. And I might as well talk about uh, Tesla's Q3 2020 earnings results. Uh, I would suggest that maybe, I'm not going to go into a deep dive. Uh, if you're looking for a really detailed explanation and analysis, I would definitely listen to Ryan McCaffrey's um, Ride the Lightning podcast. He usually spends at least an hour dissecting the earnings call and uh, pulling together audio clips from Elon Musk and provides his analysis on how well Tesla did in Q3. So I'll just give you a brief uh, update or synopsis of what uh, was with, uh, what was discussed during their earnings call. Um, Tesla beat the revenue uh, that was to be expected. They brought in uh, $8.7 billion compared to the expected $8.3 billion, and earnings per share were $0.76 cents compared to the expected $0.57 to $0.65. Cents. 
Uh, Tesla has available cash to the tune of around $14.5 billion. Other highlights uh, brought forward during the earning call that there was a record number of vehicles delivered at 318,000. Tesla is continuing to build out three new factories on three different continents. Um, Full self-driving, the beta rolled out earlier this month, and the vehicle capacity for Fremont and Gigafactory Shanghai is around uh, 840,000 vehicles per year. Now, Tesla is restating their expected target of 500,000 delivered vehicles for 2020. And I really, um, I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast, I really doubt they're going to be able to. They would have to pump out almost 1,900 to 2,000 new vehicles every day between uh, Fremont and Gigafactory Shanghai. And I just don't think that they have the capacity to um, to reach that 500,000 delivered vehicles uh, target for 2020. I'd love to be wrong, uh, but I really don't think they have the capacity. Next year, definitely they'll be able to do that with Gigafactory Berlin uh, coming online and Gigafactory Texas just starting up probably in late 2021. But for this year, with the only two factories uh, in the world that are producing uh, Teslas, I don't know, to reach that 500,000 target is going to be very, very, if not it's going to be very, very difficult, if not impossible. But, you know, um, Elon is known for uh, pushing the envelope. So we'll see what happens towards the end of the year. So that should pretty much do it for episode 13. As I mentioned previously, I do have a referral program link that you can use uh, while you are ordering your very own Tesla. You can visit ts.la slash Matthew 40942 and I'll include that link in the show notes below and it's good for 1000 free supercharging miles for you or $100 off a solar roof or power wall installation and the hashtag for this episode let's try hashtag q3 2020 earnings and the overall hashtag for this podcast is hashtag HIGMT and if you have any feedback for me, feel free to throw me an email at howigotmytesla at gmail.com. As always, you can watch my progress towards a Tesla by visiting howigotmytesla.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram simply by searching for how I got my Tesla. That's right. So uh, thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by Matt Wilson and hosted by Squarespace. And music for this episode is Cascade by Cuppy. Cuppy.